Hey there, welcome to episode 55 of Inbound Agency Journey. I'm Andrew, and I'm so excited to have you here right now because today we're talking to Adam Steinhardt from The Kingdom, one of Australia's largest inbound marketing agencies. And this is a great conversation where you can tap into some of Adam's experience seriously scaling businesses. Inbound isn't his first venture, and you're going to learn a lot about how to take a business from where you are today to where you want to be inside this interview. So without further ado, folks, here we go. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. Hey, Adam. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. We're excited to have you here. Uh, Why don't you kick us off and just introduce yourself to those listening and tell us a little bit about the kingdom. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Thanks, mate, for having me. So, uh, so we're down in Adelaide, Australia. So, uh, the southern, in the middle part of Australia. So, my agency is called The Kingdom. So, uh, we were actually an advertising agency uh, starting back in 2009, and then in late 2014, I saw HubSpot in action and just blew my mind. Obviously, like many of us who experienced that that first look at it. And so, we decided, like uh, at the beginning of 2015, just to completely stop doing the advertising agency thing and go completely all in on inbound and all in on HubSpot. And so, yeah, it's been a full on 12 months for us. We've gone from nothing to a platinum dealer. And uh, well, last year we were the international HubSpot partner of the year, as well as the international rookie of the year. So it's been a pretty intense run, but we've loved every minute of it. That That's an awesome growth trajectory there. Congratulations. Thanks, mate. Yeah. So how have you how have you been able to come to market in the inbound with the inbound model and scale so fast? Yeah, like that's a that's an interesting question. I, I mean, I my background is I originally back in '95 started a business um, called Nextbyte, which in Australia we became Australia's uh, biggest Apple Macintosh reseller before the Apple stores came in. And so in ten years we created sixteen retail stores. And I guess one of the things I learned from that, which we've applied to this business, is you've just got to go for it. You've just got to go for it and go for it hard. And, uh, you know, we we made a commitment a year ago and said, okay, we're going to make this our business. And at first, it wasn't profitable, and that makes you get up early in the morning and stay up later at night. Yeah. But um, once you do those things, you get an adrenaline rush from saying, yeah, we're going to commit to this and take a risk and go for it. A lot of people sort of stay in their conservative mold, but they don't perhaps appreciate that you get that adrenaline kick when you actually put yourself out there. Yeah. And that, that, that propels you forward. Taking a risk and actually going out there and making it happen. What, when you're making that transition, did your team have to change at all? Did the, the type of person you hired, did that change at all? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So along the way, we got rid of a couple of graphic designers who, um, you know, we just sat down and had a mutual agreement where our business model wasn't working for them. That was cool. Um, but we kept our, our digital guys, a couple of guys that are involved in creating, uh, you know, largely WordPress websites and those sorts of things. And we actually have an Apple Mac qualified technician on staff, which is super helpful. So he's had eight years um, on the bench at Apple. And so obviously there's a lot of tech involved with this. So he's constantly doing tech stuff. Uh, but from there, we've been really focused on people. I mean, we, and we had a social media department, so that was helpful. So it was easy to transition those guys, of course. But from there, we've been really focused on writers and content curators and, you know, all-rounders. Effectively, um, the all-round staff person is so critical. And there's no, you know, HealthSpot themselves have, have been great at recruiting 
people and making them become all-rounders and that's really what we're focused on now there's no one role that really does fit the agency model perfectly that's out there so uh you know once we get those those great people we can tend to train them okay so you're looking for someone who's got a a good baseline knowledge but can be can pick up a variety of skills yeah absolutely and we find that um typical advertising industry people are not right for this place uh because they're very set in their ways and their software so for example we're always pushing new cloud software and and thinking of better and faster ways to work and traditional agency models don't work in that way so we're, we're typically having a lot of success with interns that are keen and then when, once they show they're keen and, and we realize that they've got adaptable flexible cool personalities then we can we bring them on board and go for it gotcha all right so as you're growing uh, are you guys focusing in any specific niches as an agency? Any industries uh, proven to be more successful than others? Yeah, I, I guess, Andrew, that's, that's certainly a lot of – we get that vibe all the time from the U.S. But uh, in Australia and particularly in Adelaide, you know, we're still dealing with the fact that most people haven't heard about automated marketing software full stop. And okay. so the category, the category down here is not really evolved. It's, we're still behind it from that point of view. Uh, and, and especially in my town here in Adelaide, which is, you know, it's only 1.3 million people, but Sydney and Melbourne aren't so bad. So we, we, we have a national footprint and Sydney and Melbourne aren't too bad at all. Uh, and they're getting better all the time, particularly since HubSpot came to Sydney. But, you know, we're still dealing with the question of, oh, what is inbound? And so as a result, there's no need for us to specialize at this stage just because every customer is still going through the process of what it is. Um, and the number of agencies here is, you know, it's growing. There's like 100 in Australia, but, you know, there's so much conversation that needs to be had and education that needs to occur in the marketplace before the need to go specialised. But having said that, you know, we'll probably gravitate towards a specialisation by default. I mean, we've got three Shopify e-commerce deployments, which we, you know, really enjoy doing and we're good at. So um, that may end up being our specialisation. But at the moment, it's just pretty much uh, let's chat to everyone because no one really knows what, it, what it's all about just yet. Okay, gotcha. Um, so as you're bringing on a client who, if the the industry is such that the inbound methodology isn't you know popular or well known, what role does education play in your sales process and in the early stages of your onboarding process to make sure that clients know what's going on and what your team is going to help them create? Yeah, that's that's a big challenge, no doubt about it. Um, and it's a twofold challenge because it's not just the clients, also the staff. So, you know, we run training sessions at least two to three times a week. Um, and the, the great challenge is with the customers not really understanding what they're doing. Uh, no doubt about that. So the, the, the way to get around it is, is not necessarily, there's no magic wand. Each customer is different depending on their level of flexibility and also their understanding of tech and marketing. And I, the core of this is that, this IT is taking over marketing and so this is an IT challenge and largely a lot of people don't have the IT skills they need to understand what's actually occurring. Um, so what we do is focus on just picking seven, one of the seven um, odd goals, which are you know, things like lead conversion, revenue, et cetera, to make sure that customers are, are getting a feeling real about what's going on and what we're trying to achieve using the HubSpot closed reporting tools. And so once we put it in you know, a language they're familiar with and show them how the stats uh, stack up, then the need for us to educate them is less required because they're sort of seeing it in a language they understand. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So you're just prepping them, getting everyone used to the same terminology, and then using that 
to kind of report results as you roll forward? Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and this is pretty much straight out of the HubSpot playbook. You know, it's brand, it's, we, it's focused on the goals of uh, brand awareness or leads or lead conversion, customers, customer attention, whatever. Um, and because ultimately, if we try and explain everything we do, they just, unless they're IT, or they, unless they're one of us, they don't, they don't understand, you know, it's, yeah. it's, and that's okay. It's not their job because they're hiring us as consultants to understand. So, you know, I, I don't understand what my accountant does, but that doesn't make him a bad accountant. That makes him good at his job if he's doing what I want him to do from a goal perspective. So, but that's a hard thing because people have eyes, so they think that, that qualifies them to have an opinion about design and marketing websites. So it's, it's always a challenge. <laughs> they always have opinions. Yeah. Um, can you walk us through your onboarding process? Um, if you close a new client tomorrow, what is what's going to be the first few things operationally that are that are falling into place that really help make sure that that client's getting a streamlined experience? Yeah, that's a, that's an excellent um, thing to focus on. For us, it's interesting because ultimately we've grown very quickly, um, and so it's evolved absolutely from sales pitch to sales pitch and onboarding to onboarding. So we're getting better at it all the time. Uh, but the premise of it is that. Uh, we act as an outsourced marketing department using HubSpot for our customers. And so the key thing is that we want to hear what they say and how they solve their customers' problems. So, you know, Marcus Sheridan has been incredible for this industry and what he's promoted for a long time now. And so we subscribe very heavily to a lot of his stuff. And uh, it's all about, you know, answering the customers' questions at the end of the day. And so the number one thing we do, which is really important, is we sit down with the – the first thing is we write out all the questions that we have about the customer's business. Then we get the customers to write out all the questions they get about their business. And then we get the experts in the room and record their voice and transcribe that. And that's that creates a you know 60,000-word Bible of their business. And that's what is effectively the base document for everything we do going forward from there um, because it's the customer's own voice related to the customer's own challenges. And as such, that's that's what creates the basis of the solutions we need to create. Wow, that's powerful to have to have that depth of content there at kickoff. I know a lot of agencies struggle once they get once they get a client to actually sign up and pay them to actually then hit the ground running and have the information that they need to build out a strategy. Um, how maybe from a struggle side of things, how long did it take you to get to a model like this where you actually are capturing all that information from the client right away. Um, yeah, look, that was really just the first thing that we actually thought of. I mean, obviously, I guess it's from my, my having a bunch of years knowing what CEOs are like and, and being in the rooms, and you don't have much time. So um, the only way to get the information out of them is to plonk them in a room and get them talking about their business, and that may be the last time you see them, for example. So... Yeah, there's no that, – that's a really important part of the process. And, you know, whatever system you have after that, at least we always have that transcript and we can – you know, if a new person comes on board, we say go read the transcript and gotcha. it's, it's a vital piece of information, yeah. Okay. So then from there, are you taking that and then based on the goals that they share at the beginning, are you kind of constructing uh, quarterly campaigns out of that or getting different website pieces configured out of that? How do you, how do you break something as big as a 60,000-word document down into something actionable yeah that's a good question so so um i had a really good session uh with john gench duct tape marketing back at social media marketing world last year in san diego he's a great guy uh, really helpful his stuff is really good and it's certainly recommended for any agency looking to set up um and so in that process you know he really hammered home the point about creating a 
product out of your system. So we have that product and it's effectively broken into 160 stage steps um, in seven different divisions. Uh, and so what that does is that the Q&A that we have with the customers creates a transcript about the content, which is effectively them answering their customers' challenges. But our 160-step process is effectively asking them all about their business and understanding what makes them tick, what their pain points are, their profit points are, what their strategy is, how their systems are, how they're, how they're gamifying the processes, uh, you know, all about their branding. So those those stages cover that. So by the time we've done that and the transcript, we're about seven to eight hours into the Q&A process. We're pretty au fait with what the business is all about. Okay. And then what are – how are you guys taking that and turning it into sort of the inbound tactics side of things? Like when do you start blogging? When do you start <clears throat> cranking out those sorts of things that, you know, you think about when you think of inbound tactics? Yeah. So, so the first thing is we want to make an impact straight away. Obviously the HubSpot pricing is front ended. So most people are freaked out a bit by the cash flow hit. Yeah. And so we want to make an impact straight away with that. So we look for the low hanging fruit. Often that's just, you know, keywords, personas, but social media is usually really undergunned. Um, so we're happy to get stuck into social media straight away. Uh, but more than likely, in just about every single situation, the customer's website was poor and or needed significant renovation. So our first phase is very much about getting the website working properly. Um, and then the second phase, and bear in mind, we've only been in business doing this for a year. So we're now just entering phase two for a lot of customers is all about actually using that website properly to hit their targets with that they that they desire to choose and so we'll effectively base our pricing model on the number of goals they want to hit those business goals uh you know the seven business goals we talk about we pick one get them to pick one or two or and you know the bigger they the more they pick the more they pay type thing so okay and once that's once that's done then we've got the metrics which we can work off to match up against those business goals and go from there okay um, so we're going to talk about victory and struggle. Um, so let's hit on struggle first. As you've gone through this hyper growth phase over the past year, what have been some of those stretch points um, that have really caused you to make a change in order to, to keep improving to, to reach the capacity that you're at right now? Yeah, so that's, that's uh, certainly you know, hardcore. Um, the, the Square 2 marketing guys – Right from the very beginning, I got put onto their stuff and really liked it. And they said, you know, a really key thing, which is totally correct, which is document everything. And so um, documenting everything is a massively important thing because you're going to use it again and again and again. So that's really important. And unfortunately, we did that from the start. And so uh, it was hard because there's a tendency to go and do it rather than actually document it first. But that's been really important. And I guess the other thing, too, is to, to, to sort of, um, I mean, we're not anywhere near big tech hubs like Silicon Valley or, you know, Boston, for example, where we're in little old Adelaide, where um, getting people to understand this is a 24-7 global business that goes 100 miles an hour and stepping up to the plate with mindset, which is kind of like what you get when you're in New York or Silicon Valley. You know, you, people work 12 hours a day as a, as a basis. But getting people in here, our staff to fire up and say, okay, well, this is a, this is a full-on startup style mentality. So that's, yeah. that's been a challenge. So have you been able to implement any processes that you can apply to your team that get them to kind of stop just keeping things in their head but start pulling them out and documenting them as repeatable processes? Yeah, so we've got some cool tools. So we, my, my original skills in IT is a, is a programmer, so we've got some cool little tools which we use to um, cookie-cut the process and make it faster across the board. And um, but, but one of the cool things we like to do most is we, I just like to keep it simple and, and just do blogging championships. So actually create, have the staff go through the process of creating blogs 
um, score their blogs and make it competitive for them. And by doing that, they actually fully appreciate the customer journey a bit more. Um, you know, it's all when you're very, you're consulting, it's fine because you're sort of dealing with somebody else's business. But when you when you're in the heat of the battle and it's your score that's being ranked. Um, that tends to get them more into the whole, all the tools available in HubSpot and get them firing up more. And, you know, we give some cool prizes and it makes it fun. But at the end of the day, we also get the traffic bonus as well. Oh, that's cool. So you're kind of, this is all for internal marketing? Yeah. So we'll have the staff compete. It's a bit like March Madness. They, they compete in brackets <laughs> um, against each other. And, and each week they score their blogs and away they go type thing. So as a result, um, it creates a spirit of competition, but also they learn how to use the tools better because they're trying to win. That's cool. I mentioned when you, I heard when you were talking about sort of your client onboarding process, you mentioned how they're gamifying their their internal processes. Are you helping clients do that same sort of thing? Like, like absolutely, you yeah. So the simplest example of gamification is uh, just the HubSpot Sources app. You know, only mobile. So I'm I'm sure you're like us and most inbound agencies where you just look at that thing all the time. You know, that chart going up yeah. drives your day. So five times a day, I click on the damn thing. So you know, that gamification factor. So we, what we try and do is find the gamification hot points for a business. So we want to find what the records are, what the sales guys make them tick and what's the marketing department fired up on. And most people relate to um, website clicks, but, you know, there's better stats than that because, you know, we've written clickbaiting articles that get hundreds of hits but have no benefit to the business. So, yeah. you know, it's important to find those, those key metrics which result in the performance coming. Awesome. So do you do you have any recent case studies or any recent examples of uh, a successful client engagement that you'd want to share a specific um, highlight from? Yeah, Andrew, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I, this is a conundrum from us is that I don't – we haven't got our case studies up. We don't, we're not sure if we should or want to because there's a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, and we'd use our own perhaps. I mean, our own, we've gone – we went from averaging 400 website hits – a month to now 4,000. So we've had 10 times growth. Um, you know, we went from something like 4,000 hits a year to 35,000 in 2015. So we, we ourselves have had incredible growth and you have created a business from zero and now have 20 portals. So it's pretty full on. So, but with our customer stuff, uh, every customer challenge is completely different. And some of the things that are challenges are really subtle. And as a result, writing a case study is not always that simple because some of the big deal points which uh, you'd like to sort of stand out in a shiny case study beacon aren't necessarily the wins and the wins are sometimes hard to quantify. Um, so as a result, we haven't gone out there and promoted case studies in a big way. We probably should, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's hard to communicate some of these wins because it also requires an understanding of where the customer came from. I see. So sort of a full, a full understanding of the journey there is needed. Um, for you guys experiencing a 10x growth in traffic, um, what do you attribute that to? Is that just pounding out a ton of blog posts and using that gamification system to run that, or is there something else driving it? Yeah, so so Marcus, thanks God, thank God for Marcus Sheridan and what he talks about. You know, do we just started answering the customers' questions? You know, we were the stock standard typical agency that went out there and talked about how cool we were and how many awards we'd won and how funk our office was and how amazing we were. But of course, that's just rubbish. And um, it's all about how you help the customers. And so we, we just started answering the customers' questions and, and build up a, you know, I was writing pretty much three to four pages a night um, based on the problems I'd discovered during the day. And people don't want to hear about how great you are. They want to hear about the solutions to the problems. And if they don't get those solutions, they just go Google again. And so... Yeah. 
um, you know, it's really important to stop worrying about how incredible you are. And, and you know, we only have one slide, which is slightly self-indulgent on our, on our site, one page, and that just talks about the fact we're on a 180 megabit per second um, fiber optic connection to the internet, so everything goes faster <laughs> for our customers. So that's about as, there's no skateboards, pool tables in our world. It's all about work hard and, um, and talk about how we help the customers' problems. That is fantastic. I was just uh, had a chat with George Thomas earlier today for uh, another Inbound Agency Journey episode, and your name came up during that conversation, um, <laughs> mentioning that uh, George had put on his bucket list visiting Australia, and uh, sounds like you guys might be able to make something happen there. It's, that was hilarious. Yeah, we're, we're keen to get those guys down here, and you know they've been great pioneers. Um, I, George works so hard; he's got the greatest show notes. That hubcast, the show notes in that podcast are unbelievable. So that's a really good. If touch point for, I'm sure a lot of the agencies are listening to you guys and listening to Hubcast, but that's an amazing podcast. I've learned so much there. Yeah, they're doing great stuff, creating some awesome content out there. So it is, it's cool to see that the inbound agency world is big, but it's also very small, very interconnected there as well. So those are good folks. Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit, we've talked a lot about your business, but um, before we go, I want to talk about how you as a business owner prepare yourself um, to, to lead your team, um, you know, what are some things that you do perhaps each morning or just some rituals that you go through to prepare yourself to, to lead a team that's grown like this? Yeah, that's, that's, um, you know, at the end of the day, I work super hard just because I love it. I mean, I'm an IT guy, a marketing guy, so HubSpot's was almost like the baby I would have had if it was, if you have software babies, so to speak. Um, but, uh, no, working really hard, get up first, be last to bed, but always exploring the new software. I mean, there's so much cool cloud software out there. Um, I'm addicted to cloud software. But, you know, the reason why is because each time you sign up for something new, there's a better way to do things. So, yeah. But also being completely 100% on top of HubSpot is, you know, learning as much about the platform as possible. There's so many cool tools in the HubSpot platform that are mm -hmm. small that make a big difference in a sales conversation. Um, you know, for example, the prospecting ability to see 22 million prospects, that has one sales for us. You know, we... We converted a customer that was previously paying $70,000 a year on lists, you know. So those types of small tools, you've got to learn everything in HubSpot um, religiously and not stop because they are continually updating the platform. Uh, so I think that's a huge thing. If, if you become, you have to become a really big scholar of the platform, no doubt about it. Uh, and it doesn't matter what part of the business you work in. And, you know, this is perhaps the hardest thing to get through to my staff is they've got to know all of it. And that requires a big dedication to the resources. Yeah. How are you? How do you keep your staff sharp in that area? Do you have them going to regular HubSpot training events, or how do you do that? Yeah, so the, obviously the training that HubSpot offers is fantastic. So uh, everyone's expected to get their accreditations here uh, before they touch a client, and and then in addition to that, there we run, as I said, a couple of days a week training where I'll take the stuff that I've harvested from the, the things I've listened to and learned and, and project that to the team. But also, um, you know, the gamification thing is really important. So we've now got uh, competition and the winner will go to inbound based on how well they do in the training side of things. Oh, so, cool. yeah, and that's a big deal for Australia because we're a long way from, from Boston and New yeah. York. So not everyone, you know, it's literally a trip in a lifetime for us, um, for our team. So, uh, you know, that gamification helps and get incentivated. But at the end of the day, the... You know, inbound is a great model because it makes you practice what you preach. And so we need to be on top of the customer's questions and, and be able to answer those from the HubSpot point of view. So it's important they, they really become scholars of the platform. Okay. And if they don't, if they don't, they just can't work here. It's just that simple. 
that's what we do. Yeah. And, and specialization helps a lot. By saying that we are only inbound, we're only HubSpot, that helps a lot because it means we can completely focus. And we, you know, it's hard to say no to a lot of jobs, but it's really important to do that. Yeah. Are you? Gonna, you mentioned that you're working all over Australia, but do you have a? Do you work with any companies outside of Australia? Yeah, look, we're loving it. The um, the US is fantastic for us, but simply because uh, with the currency the way it is, American customers get a thirty percent discount straight away. It's because of the dollar devaluation for Australia. So, uh, we've got an American customer. We're running a seminar in Lishavejo in in April, uh, April twentieth, I think it is, in California. Um, and so we'd love to get more American customers. We've got a, we've got a one already, and we're talking to a couple of others. And also there's London. We've got a London-based business as well, and also Asia. So Asia's starting to come on board now. And, and since we won the International Partner of the Year Award, we're starting to get a few more leads out of um, Bangkok and Singapore and, and places like that. So, you know, our, our goal is to – it's a global world, with, and especially with the speed of the internet and what we can do on it, it's um, – you know, there's all kinds of stuff we can do. So we don't really have any limitations to our horizons. That, that is awesome. Congratulations to you guys just for the growth that you're seeing and it from what I'm hearing it sounds like you got more on the horizon there so congratulations and thanks for coming on and just sharing a little bit about how you've how you've been able to grow and some of the operations and process things that drive that. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. I appreciate it a lot. And, um, you know, I, I really love it what you guys are doing too. I think mean, it's really cool that there's this infrastructure and this community, this uh, this ability for people to bolt into HubSpot and, and leverage off it. So it's, it's good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. If there's anyone, uh, anyone listening who wants to reach out and say, hi, Adam, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Yeah, cool. Mate. We, we really welcome that. Um, so my email address is adam at thekingdom.com.au uh, and our website is thekingdom.com.au. So jump on board for sure. Because I mean, I think it's really important is that, um, you know, we're all, it's a big place and inbounds and automated marketing is only touching three to four percent of the market. So we've all got a big job ahead of us to keep up with the demand as the world wakes up to it. So helping out each other is a great thing. Amen. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your inbound agency journey. Thanks, Andrew. Have a good day, mate. This episode of Inbound Agency Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management tool built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. If you want to learn how to manage, track, and scale your inbound agency with a pre-built and proven system, visit doinbound.com slash journey. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash journey. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. This is Gray jumping on with Andrew to recap the great conversation he just had with Adam from the kingdom. Loved listening to this recording. As a matter of fact, I listened to it uh, not a full way twice through, but uh, but about 1.75 times. And um, one of the things that, that stuck out to me, there's a couple of things I want to hit on here, Dimmer, as we're kind of recapping the conversation and trying to highlight what stuck out to us and anything that we disagree with or agree with. Um, talked about recording that, that customer meeting where they um, are going through the business overview and get all of that. And they take it a step farther than we've taken it. Uh, I, I think we did this at one point and then just went back to recording, but they also transcribe that. And that's uh, super helpful for onboarding that customer and having that resource for everyone to go back to and see um, any information you need to know about that that business. They're getting that pulled out. So I think that's one thing. If your agency is not doing that right now, take that from Adam and learn that lesson. And um, during that onboarding period, make sure that you're recording everything that happens. And then I would extend it a step farther and say, uh, depending on what tool you're using and how you normally um, 
do these meetings, uh, I think there's a lot of benefits to recording ongoing meetings with your customers. And one of the big ones there is if you're recording something, obviously it, it takes a discipline to go back and listen to it, but you don't need to take as detailed notes or worry about not forgetting things. And that allows you to be more present and in that moment with a client and work through things. And then you've got the recording. You're not stressed about having to jot down every single word that happens during that process. So, Andrew, I'm going to pause there. Was there anything from that um, from that component of what you guys talked through? And that was just one little thing that I pulled out there. But anything that stuck out to you? Yeah, process, the power of process. Um, get, I mean, getting, getting to the point where you're recording every meeting is awesome, especially through the discovery process. Like, as you're onboarding a new client – it's it's vital that you capture that knowledge in a way that you can go back to, a way that you can share with your team. That That is so, so important to capture that and then to take it one step further and transcribe it. Um, we did do that with a, a pretty technical client that we were working with, um, and I'm so glad that we made that investment to have that um, documented in that way because it's a great resource to share with the content creators to be able to share the audio and the written recap of what what was going over. And I remember it was um we were building a game plan for this company, it was a tech company that did some tech did some complicated stuff and having the, the transcription there was so cool because I could remember a word that's like, what did that mean? And I could just search the document for the word and I could find the definition and the context and everything right there. So I would definitely um, advise folks if you haven't done it before at least try that out once to, to see if it's an improvement to your process um, and you could just hear I mean how many steps did they say they had in that one process like over a hundred steps in their process so um, it was a uh, I think if you want to look at someone who's growing fast and this is like take a step back look at the Australia market right now like things are blowing up in Australia so shout out to Anyone listening uh, down under right now, y'all are doing great things. Keep the inbound movement rolling there. Um, but we've got some agencies there that are just seeing explosive growth and are going out and doing the work uh, on the ground to educate their business communities about inbound. Um, I think it's cool when you especially look at inbound in new markets. There are some agencies that say, oh, well, inbound hasn't taken off here. Oh, the businesses aren't ready. And then there's others that say, I'm going to go out there and make the market ready for this. And I think Adam is definitely in that category, someone who's going out there and making the work happen. And then once he's once he's created or he's done the education, created the demand, he then follows that up with an airtight process to make sure they deliver great results to the client. I think that's what sets them apart and something that we can all learn from, Gray. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a couple of things to, to throw in here that you just prompted me. One is he's talking about this 160-step process, which is awesome that they've got things documented out to such to such detail that they know the process. Um, I, I, there's this uh, – clearly it uh, has the potential to behoove us to tout process on this podcast. We're building a tool in Do Inbound <laughs> that gives people a way to manage their processes and the whole tool is built around this idea that you systematize how you run your agency and the way that you provide services to your clients so that you're providing consistent results for your clients. So – but but it's not like we decided to build a tool around processes and then went out and found agency owners who would talk about how effective processes were. It's, we're building a tool because we were the agency owners who struggled with the process and needed a tool to do that. And that's what we heard from everybody who was successful and who's growing quickly uh, as an agency and has a scalable um, 
agency is the importance of process. And Adam is another guy who brings up and um, highlights the kind of process that they've got in place to be able to scale what they're doing. So that was that was point number one. Number two is <laughs> I want to add, <laughs> add to our bucket list uh, heading down under at some point in time. I think that should go on our bucket list. We'll have to connect with Adam at some point to make that happen. Uh, head down and visit the kingdom. Oh, and the kingdom, I mean, where did the kingdom come from? We've been in the HubSpot ecosystem now for five years. Um, and these guys are just blowing up, like, really. Uh, and it's and Adam has a strong track record. It's not like he's a, he's a first-time guy trying to figure out how to grow yeah. an agency here. Um, but their growth just so quickly is is really inspiring, and um, and it's it's cool to see and get to learn more about what that's looked like. And okay, here's my here's my last thing is the point about um, gamifying or adding competition to to what they're doing, making the process competitive, and specifically scoring blogs and creating brackets. And to hear a little bit about. Um, what that looks like. I'd love to dive into what that whole process looks like at some point and, and get more detail on that. But that was something that, and maybe it's uh, dimmer for you and I who both played uh, played lacrosse together in college and are just super competitive. Um, uh, that creates a cool environment. I'm sure there's there's dangers with competition, but uh, I just, I loved hearing that and I would like to see more and more um, details on how to make that work. More agencies going in that direction, where it's a it's an internal competition to see who can who can push the results the highest. Yes, dude, there is so much cool stuff in here, and it's clear that we've got an agency that is hustling and doing the work out there to grow. And so, I think that's a takeaway. I see it here. I um, think about it in the conversation with Perry from Penguin Strategies over in. Tel Aviv, another young market, but they're going out and they're doing the work to educate and to drive folks forward. Um, so awesome, awesome content here. You know, Gray listened to it two times, so I'm sure that y'all listening here are going to listen to this one a few times. Some great insights here from Adam. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. Um, as always, we would love to hear your feedback. If you have any thoughts, things that you want to see added, guests that you would like to have us Bring on to the show. Gray and I would love your feedback. We're on Twitter. Best way to snag us. Gray is at S. Gray McKenzie. I am at Andrew J. Dembski, and we would love to hear from you there. Next week, we talk to an agency owner that pushes back on the clients. And one quote from this interview, this owner said that clients are going to get a lot of whys from our team. And that was something that I underlined when I was listening to this conversation that Gray had. Because we should never just take a point that the client requests and go and implement it because we are held accountable for results. So get excited about that. You're going to learn a lot in next week's episode. To grab that content as soon as it comes out, be sure to head over to iTunes, search Inbound Agency Journey, and subscribe to the podcast there. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.